Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the That Was Stupid podcast. I am your host, John Seidel. So glad to have you back for another episode. And today we have, I, I think it's one of my favorite titles so far. Um, I, I, I kind of cut my teeth in, not kind of, I cut my teeth in the news business. And so I wrote thousands and thousands and thousands of headlines in my day. So I kind of tend to like think in headlines at times. And so sometimes even when I'm like want to write an article, I will come up with the headline first um, because I just love a good headline. And so the title of today's podcast is the one where the influencer refuses to be influenced or refuse to be influenced. And so we have a real life influencer on the podcast today. Sydney Pritchard Benson is with us. And so we're going to talk about what it looks like, what is an influencer and all the good uh, things that come with that, the bad stigmas that come with that. But she has this fascinating story where she decided to elope, right? And if you know anything about influencers, it's all about apparently, right? Attention and, and having, you know, documenting things 75 ways till Sunday. And so, uh, Sydney, however decided to buck the trend especially living in texas where everything is bigger and so instead of doing a massive big influencer wedding she went to a small private island in greece and so we're going to talk to her about that but before we get there let me just mention that today's episode is brought to you by the veritas creative the veritas creative is a full service digital digital excuse me agency that can help you with everything from writing and marketing to social media and publishing. Check them out at theveritascreative.com for all your digital media and marketing needs. And so with that said, I am um, excited to get into it and talk with Sydney Pritchard Benson. And so here we go. Sydney, thank you so much for joining the That Was Stupid podcast. I am really excited about this episode because I think we're going to break down some quote unquote stereotypes. I think we're going to talk about, you know, taking chances, um, which is all of what we are about here on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about it all. So um, why don't you just kind of give everyone a quick synopsis of what you, I like to kind of start out with like what you're doing now, and then we kind of go back from there, of like how basically you got there. So um, you started out, I mean, you were um, a collegiate cheerleader at a D1 program, and now you are doing uh, influencing and social media management. <laughs> Yeah, digital marketing. We love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I want to let, let, let's actually start there, right? Because I think there are a lot of people who hear that word influencer, and right the the title of this um, episode is the one where the influencer refused to be influenced. And so they hear this like term influencer, right? And they have like all these ideas of what that means, mm -hmm. right? What does that mean to you? That's such a good question, and. Um, I think that there are so many answers to that, but, um, and there's so many different interpretations of what it is. Um, I think for me, it's just being someone who uplifts people and empowers them to live the best kind of life that they can. Um, for whatever reason, I have people that follow me and 
listen along and like want to know about life and feel encouraged by it. And so to me, like being an influencer means helping that helping other people who are excited to follow along to be able to walk in their best life, their most healthy life, their most healthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally. That's like my heart and soul. So that's kind of it. And I think what's great about you, though, and and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think there are some people, quote unquote, influencers out there who have given influencers a bad name, right? For sure. I would say a lot of times, like both with both my husband and I being in that world, um, we don't use that word even a ton because it can come with a negative connotation. And there are people that can really like abuse that scenario um and so but on the other hand there are really like there's such a large community of influencers and just people that have following or have a platform that use it really well and that are like very excited about the people that do follow them um and want to like help them in their walk and their journey in life and so it's been it's been fun and it's been interesting at the same time like balancing those two worlds I feel like you can usually tell almost immediately when you walk into a room with influencers like what kind of group it's gonna be so and and you guys I mean if you follow uh Sydney and her husband Josh on social media which I would highly recommend um is like I mean you guys kind of poke fun at some of those people right in, in a good lighthearted way I think there was one where you were you and Josh recently were like doing a prayer or something. I'm trying to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> gosh, we do so. And I think um, what bonded us, I mean, Josh is the funny one. So, like, he is all humor. I'm like funny with close people, but I'm not like, you know, a public comedian. I'm more like intentional type. Um, but both of us are like very, feel very strongly about, I think exposing is the right word, but exposing like, false like lies and things in our different aspects of life that like hinder us and hinder a lot of other people from being able to like walk fully in freedom and so we do we'll like use comedy to be able to like kind of shed light on stuff that is hard to talk about but it makes it easier for people to talk about when we're all laughing so yeah yeah so let's kind of go back to there's a couple um, that was stupid moments that we will we will uh, discuss here. But I think the one that I want to start with is, you know, when you think about that term, and that's why I wanted to cover it early on influencer. Right. Yeah. For all of its, you know, good and bad is you got married recently within I think you just had your like just had one, yeah, on the 20th. Yeah. So like not long ago. Right. And so I think people think, oh, an influencer wedding, right? <laughs> okay, you're going to have 75 million people there. There's going to be 17 camera crews. You're going to document everything. And um, and you decided, mm, nope, I'm going <laughs> to elope, <laughs> right? Which is not what you kind of think about, right? It's hilarious. So walk me through that decision because it wasn't a popular decision even with your family oh no um it wasn't a popular decision for anyone um i think there were two aspects of this of why people were like this is stupid why are you doing this um on one side there's the like influencer but also just like public 
outside. So being in front of people or like having an audience, we do our best to show as real of a scenario as we can. But we all know like online that doesn't show everything. So people don't know everything about our lives, everything about what's going on. Um, but <laughs> I was just not having it. Um, I remember I like posted like I um, are save the dates because uh, we I even sent out as like virtually and people thought I was so crazy for doing that because uh, it goes against like all wedding rules and standards. Um, but when long story short, I, I don't even know how to make this story short. If I'm then don't, then don't. You know what? We got it. You know, we go an hour or so. So you, you got it. Well, Josh and I, it was funny. Um, I am not the kind of person that would like ever thought I'd like get married somewhat quickly, um, would like trust someone so quickly. And when we met, I knew that day, like first day, we both knew that we were going to get married. Can't explain it. Don't think that like happens for everyone. But um, we had talked about mostly joking about eloping early on in the process and then um my sister actually went and got married before me and i almost like a year before and so we got to go through the whole process of the texas big texas wedding because if you're in texas like you are expected to have a big ginormous wedding um and when you're in that like influencer world you're also expected to invite everyone under the sun that has like a relationship with you of some kind even if it's not necessarily like the closest relationships that you have and so I remember the first time we sat down we were like okay maybe we should look into a Texas wedding um and we looked into it and we were just like so like we cannot invite all these people and it'd be affordable, number one. Like, it was, like, going to be 60K plus wedding in Texas. Um, but also, it was just kind of, like, um, also feel free to stop me at any point if I'm not making sense in this process. No, this is great. This is great. Um, and then after watching, like, my sister's wedding were just and wonderful. Like, it literally was amazing and it was so them. But when we looked back at it and the stress that was on my family, like the amount, um, not stress they put, but everyone always ends up having like clashing with their parents and different stuff around this time. I wouldn't say everyone, but a good majority of people do. Um, and my family was really involved and really um, opinionated on it also of the timing because we have a lot of teachers in the family and so we got engaged in November and so there was this really big push like we need to do this for the summer which is a very quick turnaround there uh that we were not expecting to have um and at the same time my thyroid was failing and so I was like super tired all the time and um anyway we decided we were like, this isn't us. Um, we want to be able to like eat food and enjoy it. Because <laughs> most people at their weddings like don't even have time to eat food. I was like, I think I think I had like what half a plate of food at my wedding, one bite of cake. That was literally like some people don't even get the cake. And I was like, I love cake. I'm like, I want a slice of my cake at this wedding. 
Um, I don't want to be like shake. I don't want to be shaking hands with people that I'm like just now. Like if I'm shaking, that was my rule. I'm like if I'm shaking anyone's hand, like haven't seen them in a while, like don't feel comfortable enough to like hug them. Like it's a no, absolutely not. Um, but also I realized how stressful it all was on my family, and so I really wanted. We both talked about wanting an experience where it's not like high strung. We're not stressed. We're actually like able to relax. And everyone, everyone, like it didn't matter who it was, close friends, people who social media were like, no, this is like, it's supposed to be stressful. It's supposed to be overwhelming. Like it's supposed to be all of these things. And I think I had, both Josh and I had gotten to a point in our lives where we were like, we don't really subscribe to that anymore. Um, And we had always like done so much for other people and like the way that other people wanted it. We're both like threes on the Enneagrams. We're big performers. Um, Other people's opinions mean a lot to us. And maybe that's why we get a lot. Like I I didn't realize this. I didn't realize you were a three because I'm a three on the Enneagram. Oh, I totally. Yeah. That's totally why. Like we function the same. (laughs) Like We do. We do. We think like, like I'm, that's so funny. That's why we get along so well. Yeah. We're both threes. We know how each other thinks. And and so, you know, more than anyone too, that like, this was a big move for us to go against the grain. And it was a lot of pressure because, um, uh, people's opinions were like, like fuel us. Um, yeah, I li- I literally just wrote an article today on people pleasing. No way. Like, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And when I say I'm a recovering people pleaser, that means, like, active. I'm not over it. Yep. Yeah, it's an active, it's an active thing, right? And so we just, I mean, it was the, it was wild, though, because there were still a lot of people kind of under the green who were, didn't want to be as vocal about it that were coming to us and were like, honestly, we kind of wish we did this. Like our wedding was so stressful. Um, we like, but went. We just knew so many people that went in debt over their wedding. Um, all like, and I just was like, this is one day. And and I know if anyone else wants to do their wedding differently, like, love it, be the, hyping you up for it. But we were just like, we, I don't care to go in debt over this meet or over this wedding. And I really want it to be personal, and I want to spend time with the people I love. And so we had actually planned a whole wedding for Cabo um, that was going to be 80 people. And um, due to a lot of other like... Was it going to be in the summer? Yes, it was. Sure was. So um, that speedy timeline, also like trying to find a dress in that timeline, hysterical after COVID. So funny. Um, But... (laughs) Like, right as we were basically finishing up the plans for that, we were, uh, some stuff happened with family and decisions were made and we were told we couldn't do that. And so, um, we had joked at the beginning because I never really thought I was going to get married. So if I'm being honest, so I didn't have- Did you really think that? Mm -hmm. You really thought you weren't going to get married? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to. Like, I- yeah, it just wasn't. I really believed that I was like one of those that the Lord was like, we're good. Like, we're going to go. I I literally mm-hmm. was before I met Josh applying to become a foster parent um, on my own, like had a plan, like all this stuff. Wow. I, OK, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, you know, me always trying to get 
get the grain. Um, but we found out really quickly. I actually like made a whole presentation for my parents to convince them like we need to not get married in the U.S. Like everything is so much less expensive. And they all, because it's like out of the country, they provide a wedding planner in the package. So like they, because they know all the places over there. And so like, instead of having to pay like $15,000 for a wedding planner in Texas, like it's already included in the cost and it's like half, if not less than what a wedding in Texas and everything would cost. And we're still talking about Cabo, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. so the joke about the like thing of me thinking I was never going to get married was um, I never had that like Pinterest board that like people have about weddings. Um, that was just like not so like people knew some like I know so many friends that knew their dress, like knew everything. And it was all kind of new to me. Like I hadn't really paid attention to the details and it was kind of a good thing because I didn't see the importance in a lot that others did due to um, just tradition. And tradition isn't a bad thing, but um, it's definitely the wedding industry has found a way to make it an expensive thing. Um, so uh, anyway, the only pins that I kept saving were literally like grease stuff, like everything I loved, like dream was like all the grease colors, the grease everything. And I was like, I literally looked at Josh and was like, you know what? Like, what if we, what if we actually did it? And he thought I was kidding. I was like, no, like, I'm serious. Like what? I looked it up and the price is like, we could do this wedding for like literally a fourth of the cost of what we even were looking at. And it would be just as gorgeous. And uh, he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And then that night I kind of like showed him everything and literally like on the spot was like, we're doing it. Let's go. Let's let's go. And I was like. And so when was this? When was this? This was December. We got married in April. So I had no time to plan this, like nothing. But so like in three months planned this wedding. And then I felt this major pressure to have a since we were going to go elope. Um. And it was perfect for us because it was stress-free. It gets to be about us. We get to have those moments. We get to enjoy our food. Like it gets to be like an experience we have together and that it was just right for what we wanted. And my, my family, everyone was like, did not understand, did not want it, did not like it. Um, and like, like when you say everyone, I mean, was it everyone? Like, what were they saying? I I would say it's like 90% of people. Um, I think from a family perspective, it was like, kind of like, um, and love you. I, they'll probably listen to this. Love you guys. We've already talked through all of these things. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was more like, I can't believe you would be okay with like not having your family there or like um, your extended family. And we have a lot of extended family like we're a very big family so literally in the 80 people for Cabo alone uh, the only people that were friends outside of our family were um, we each had seven I had seven bridesmaids seven groomsmen and I think there was only 20 people that weren't family and Mm -hmm. it was just our friends and so uh, a lot of family so I'm like (laughs) 
uh, and that we would like put them in that position. Then I have other people being like, you're going to regret it. Like, you're not going to have all of your people there. You're like going to look back at this and like wish that you had all of these like people there to support you. And um, and then the argument, like there's the Christian argument of like, you're not doing it, making your vows in front of people um, that are, which is a, a whole other thing. So I, um, not only that, but to just like kind of a how dare you type scenario all around of like, I think that was what made me realize like a lot of people in my life, people that followed me, all of it like felt like I owed them something with this wedding. And I think that was more, um, it was more revealing than anything and like made us like want to continue on what we're doing because we were like, we, this wedding gets to be about us and like in a way that is honoring of us in our relationship. And so we are going like, I'm sorry, but we are going to do this. So um, y'all can get on board. Or I also just know that like, just from life experience that like people weren't going to care about this, like a couple months after the wedding, like that's just kind of how life works. But in the moment, it just seems like so intense. Um, But no one was sold like the whole time. Um, The whole time. Uh, and then we went. To- so how, do, by the way, yeah. just like how, how you talked about like get on board or not is, I mean, is that literally what you said or what were those conversations like? I mean, where people are, whether they're saying it or not, they're saying, you know, that was stupid. That, that is stupid. You're, you're going to elope. What, what are you saying to them in those moments where you're like, no, this is what we're doing. Well, luckily working in social media, you get a really thick skin um and you learn how to respond uh to people with very strong opinions behind a computer screen who are willing to say more than they are in person so a lot of experience with like i also studied a lot about like uh conflict communication and stuff (laughs) but um whenever we it was just kind of a mix of i promise i'm a nice person like it did get to the point where i was like all right get on board or not Like we, towards the end, I was like, I just, I'm sorry, but like, I don't share. Um, And that sounds, I I walked in shame in that for so long because I realized during that time that I never felt like I had the right to have control of my life, um, even in when I believe I'm walking in what the Lord had for me and that there was always a responsibility, like, I just had my whole life been more concerned with what everyone else thought and what everyone else wanted that I didn't know what it looked like to be empowered to make decisions that still went against the grain, even when I knew it was good for us. Um, So it started off and it was just nicer. And I was just like trying to like, I literally made presentations like for the family, like I had, um, I would like sit down with some people who are like really concerned and talk to them about it. Um, I would say things like, um, I truly believe like this is what we're like fully at peace with this decision. And I hope that you trust me enough to be able to make these kinds of decisions. I feel like I've earned that in, in just my life and like the, the, the ways we've grown. And also just kind of got to the point where I was like, if we regret this later, we regret it like 
there are a lot. But we made the decision. Yeah. And like, there are a lot of things like I've regretted in my life. Um, But all of those are building blocks. And like, I was like, I know for a fact I will regret a Texas wedding. I know I will. Like, I didn't want it. I'd seen it so many times. Also, like, shout out to everyone that loves like country music and barns. Hate country music. I'm like full rap. Like I could not do a barn, and that's perfect. Like, and that is all Texas has. Like, yeah, like a lot of white barns yes. with black roofs. Yes, and uh, that was just not. It's not our style. Like even in our home, like it's very like Scandinavian, like Greece vibes. And so anyway, <laughs> um. Yeah, towards the end with my thyroid failing too, like that is really, it honestly ended up helping me because I didn't have enough energy to deal with everyone. And so I just got very like firm and direct in what I wanted to say and what we're doing. And that's kind of when it got to like, you're on board or you're not. Um, And I had tried and I can't believe I did this because I had three months to plan that wedding um, while also being in a different time zone. So you really get like one email out a day. And so that was like Mm -hmm. the only thing was the time difference. And then you, I was planning a reception for afterwards where everyone could like watch the wedding video and we could like have a party. Um, And with the people that were going to originally go to Cabo Um, even sent out invitations for it. Um, because I just felt like I had to. And um, I got to like this one day, probably a month out from our wedding where I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted because at the same time I'm running my own company. I, (laughs) my thyroid's failing. I literally was like in the middle of a, a podcast and film series, like all of this stuff, plus planning two weddings. Cause really it was literally planning two separate weddings after already yeah. planning another one and being exhausted that josh was the one that called it was like we're not doing this it's not worth it we're canceling this reception we didn't even want to do it anyway like we will go hang out with our friends our friends support us they love us they were all about like our our close friends were about it um and especially towards the end and he called my parents and was like what will it take to to cancel this because we're canceling and uh and what was the answer that they would that they would come to greece and so um we were like great Uh, parents can come to greece i am the only thing i was sad about was that and there's more behind the story that like way more in like family conflict that is just we're gonna leave there but like there was (laughs) so much more happening behind the scenes and so saying yes to that was really hard for us like we had gotten to the point where um we even were like we're just doing this us too because things are just so extreme and so the only thing that we're like sad about from it is that our siblings weren't able to come because we had to schedule it so fast um but otherwise like it literally was it was the most relaxing fun exciting day like all the things that we wanted like we got to enjoy our time and we also got like ready like in the same room like not changing obviously but like we because we're in Greece like we had all the hair and makeup people and the people that were coming to help them with a suit like we are all 
have music on and had a little drink and we're all just like having so much fun and we got to enjoy our food we had the we had a four course meal and it, the mm. best steak and fish we've ever had in our life the best peak ever and the flowers there were literally mind-blowing i've never seen anything like it and we were able because we're not spending all this on food for our guests all of this like our flower arrangements and everything were just like ginormous and they didn't even cost anything in comparison (laughs) to what it was in the u.s and so um and it was just like and our parents walked away and like his parents were always super on board um with it all um and i think like especially like his parents wanted to have a different kind of wedding than they did and so that they were really excited about being able to like for us to do that um but then and then my parents after were like we're sold 100 percent worth it like are you guys we're so glad y'all did this this was amazing we got to like enjoy our time like we all were like we literally like because we were all having dinner together like we were talking with our parents and our parents got to give like their speeches like directly to us and like it was just very intimate very sweet gorgeous and so we like literally recommend it to everyone we know and now it was it's been interesting watching so many friends who've gotten married um and like that's not for everyone so like i'm not putting down texas weddings like they're gorgeous and they're if you can afford it like go for it um (laughs) like truly (laughs) um just like to hear people be like I was just on a bachelorette trip this weekend and like three different people were like, we did not understand you eloping, like did not get it. And I, we get it. We get it now. Like, what was it that they couldn't understand? Was it because of, for lack of a better term, like some of the, the expectations that are put on you as someone who has a large following or, um, you, you know, needs to make everything seem bigger or like like what what was it that was really hard for them to understand why i think because are you from texas you're not from texas originally i'm from wisconsin but but been in texas since 2012 i don't know what it is about like ever since i have grown up in texas like the the big texas weddings i to this day i think are are just so much i mean you know like the phrase everything's bigger in texas like there's this expectation of Like, I didn't have bridal showers. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I didn't didn't do anything. I didn't send out invitations. I sent, like, all mine virtual. We saved so much money. And we were able to have that for literally, like, right after I had to have my thyroid taken out. And the rest of the money, like, my surgery and, like, all the stuff that we had later that we weren't expecting to have. And, like, didn't have to go in debt, like. Um, but I think those people, even on the bachelorette trip, they're like, I think everyone nowadays in the modern world, especially with women working, like planning a wedding while having a full-time job, just that like aspect is insane. Like absolutely insane. Um, because it is actually two full-time jobs doing that now. Um, and so I think not only that but then managing expectations like having the dreams and excitement that you wanted to have and then it getting squashed by other people who are like you have to stay in your lane this is the way that we do it this is the way we've always done it like 
Um, and so I think honestly, each girl for different reasons or like said that to me for different reasons, but being in the middle of it and like them being like within months of the finish line, they're just like, I like, I think it's hard. Like, I think people genuinely do enjoy their wedding day, especially if they've like gotten counsel from other people too, of like, Hey, here's how to kind of like protect your time and your boundaries and stuff. Um, I just, I, I've heard so much that people are just like ready for it to be over. Like I, I've heard that so many times. Like, I just want it to be like, let's just get past it. Like, I don't even want to think about it anymore. I don't even want to like, I like the whole time I'm just going to be worried that everything like goes right. And I just can't wait for it to be over. And we actually get to spend time together. And I think I had heard that so much that I was like, I don't want to be like, I can't wait until my wedding's over. Like, uh, we genuinely were so pumped on the way to our wedding and like enjoyed the whole day. And, and so it was just everything that we wanted. And I, it's not every, like, I'm not saying like everyone's miserable with their weddings. Um, but I do know that when you are putting on a big event for people in your life, there are so many expectations from everyone. And when you are like in networked, even I think like part of with influencing comes like networking and like having a wide range of people that you know and spend time with and invest in and work with and things like that. And so for us to be able to even like dwindle down the list to not make people feel like left out or like, because it, it literally was like, we have all of these people we want to invite. We have all these people that we love and who genuinely invest in us. But it came down to like, who who does it the most? And like, who are we closest with the most? And it's so hard to like leave out the other people um, and to deal with their back, like backlash. I hate using that word, but there is like, I think a whole realm I've watched people having to like make apologies like throughout their planning and afterwards like for the people in their life that they do genuinely love but then they have to like go convince them like I do love you even though you weren't invited to my wedding um so yeah I so many people are like what in the world are you doing why are you doing this um you guys are gonna regret this and I can like I mean, if you even see, like, you've probably seen the pictures. Like, I don't regret a single thing. They're amazing. Because it was in Santorini, right? Oh, my goodness. Like, it's so wild. The the dream shot. I literally sent the Pinterest board I made in, like, a month. Like, the only things I liked. I really didn't actually like that much about weddings or, like, decor, I realized. And the thing, I kept saving different things from Greece. And so... I literally looked at that Pinterest board later and I got like every single one of those shots like it was exactly like what I had wanted it to be and we talk all the time like on our anniversary just like looking back at the photos like there's this one of us when we were dancing that Josh looked at me and said hey like take a minute real quick and like look around like and we're looking out at the like a GNC like um like we're here right now like we're really here like on our wedding day and there's a photo of us like while he's saying that and like we're like looking out while we're dancing and that forever will be like 
probably my favorite memory um because we were just able to like be there and be present and I'm like learning more and more these days that that's like a hard thing to do as a creator and just as someone who loves working like and being busy and so anyway that's kind of a (laughs) it's been really cool to see people like we've had multiple friends reach out since who are like we love that y'all did that like we want to do that and like helping them plan theirs which has been really fun so how many people ended up being at the wedding um so we had my two parents his two parents um i flew out my friend who's my favorite photographer ever and her husband so there were only six other people with us eight total (laughs) okay i know do you regret anything do you regret anything? Not so, a single thing. What do you think, and I don't think we're going to have time to talk about like you um, starting your own business, and so if this is a way to incorporate that, but wh- what do you think had led to, as an Enneagram 3, as a people pleaser, as someone who thinks a lot about what other people think about you, what do you think led and got you to the point where you were able to say, you know what, I don't care, you know, what people are saying. I don't care that they think this is stupid. I'm doing this for myself. How did you get to that point? That's a good question. And this answer is actually like the, I think the foundation of like my life and personality. Um, This does tie in together, but it probably will seem random. The trauma that I experienced at a young age put me like mentally in some ways behind, but in a lot of ways ahead of some of the people that I, like my peers and people my age, because I had to grow up faster than others, not in like a weird way, like genuinely. So I thought differently and I, and I also knew what injustice was like. Um, Again, this sounds strange, but um, I very early on in life would ask the question like, why? Um, like, why is this important? Why do we need this? Like, um, what is this adding? Like, I was definitely a person that was curious because I had been told that things were okay when I was younger that weren't. And so to come to that realization that they're like, oh, like, just because someone says like something should be a certain way doesn't mean it necessarily should. Um, and so literally my whole life, especially starting back in the, my blogging days, um, and like 2014, um, I just looked around and noticed like for the first time I posted and written up my first blog that ended up blowing up, but it was about like talking about my flaws and like what the Lord was teaching me in a community that like actively covered up their flaws wanted to like look perfect act perfect which is honestly kind of the social media vibe now um and I will never forget that day the amount of people that reached out and were like I feel the same way or like wow I've really been like struggling in this area like I didn't know anyone else was like this blah 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 and ever since I think I've always kind of just gone against the grain a little bit of like okay, um, I do want to people please, but also like I started recognizing like there are structures in place and there are like things that we're 
taught that absolutely like <laughs> like weddings like you have to have an invitation and it has to say xyz and it can't look any different that's totally fine if people want that but also if you think about it from like a standpoint of like life like we're not all gonna die if the the writing on it is not exactly perfect Mm -hmm. um we're not all going to like i think the embarrassment sometimes that we think is going to be there isn't actually always there that sometimes we're our biggest critics even though other people probably don't actually even care all that much and that's not always the case like there are people that care um but i think influencing has taught me a lot of like being able to share things that go against what people like go against the grain and being getting more and more comfortable with it because every single time i always have either found people who genuinely like needed someone to say something like that or like needed to give another opinion needed to give like another point of view or people who after I like made a decision or like did something like like you know eloping were like wait this is actually I really would love this like I really would like to walk in a way that's a little different so I don't know if that actually answers your question um but I think over time just getting used to being able to say like um, being an influencer, like you want, everyone expects you to kind of like, not expects you, but like show this like perfect lifestyle. And the more and more we've been able to practice like the reality of things and like show people like not perfect. We are not like, we don't have it all together. We're young. We're still, we have, we have so much wisdom to give, but we also have so much wisdom to learn and recognizing like we're all human. I think at the end of the day, threes want to feel like they are perfect and like they're executing things perfectly not only for themselves but for other people and grasping the reality that we are all human that are literally destined to fail and it's actually good to fail every once in a while because that teaches you how to succeed um is like just even practicing that little by little really helped for when we got to this because it was like okay I know who I am. I know I've learned boundaries, which was a big one. <laughs> and I also know that like, if I lay my head on my pillow at night and the Lord is good with me and peace with me and like, we are, we are tracking, we are on the same road and he is pleased with me, then nothing else matters. And that is like, that like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what I love about you. And you've alluded to some other things here that uh, I think um, really underline what uh, what I'm about to say, which is there are so many onion, there are so many layers to the onion that is Sydney, right? And you know, um, I think a lot of people kind of have this idea built up in like in their mind, and this is kind of what I started with the episode, but like what an influencer is and they're fake and they're this and they're that. And so what I love about you and what I think people will see if they follow you on social media is you're really real. You're really raw, right? I mean, you, you, you've alluded to the thyroid, right? Like you had, you know, an issue, you had cancer uh, in your, in your thyroid and you brought us along on that journey. And it wasn't, 
just roses and butterflies, right? Um, no. There, you've opened up, and I was honored to um, be a part of you sharing your story of trauma in the past mm-hmm. and what that has looked like. And, you know, there's been, I mean, you've had a stalker in your life, right? I mean, just like all these things that aren't, you know, again, roses and butterflies, and yet you and your husband, Josh, bring us along on the journey. And so I really appreciate that. I really have appreciated this conversation because I think it goes to show like what happens when you are real and mm-hmm. authentic. And let me just add this is like, you know, um, it, it wasn't like you were eloping for shock value, right? Like I think yeah. there was some people were like, you know, they're quote unquote influencers or people online who are going to do things for shock value. And I think what you've allowed us to see is like, no, this was a tough decision. You didn't exactly know how people in your life would react. Um, but you did it because you were true to yourself and so you've kind of alluded to this but this is a question i ask everyone at the end Uh, and so if it's a summation you can go ahead but what do you feel like is the lesson or lessons of your that was stupid moment so in this case eloping um and like what do you feel like that really taught you and what do you feel like it should teach other people what a good question um wow i think and and this like i always come back to my faith on this so I I do think this is somewhat of a niche answer but also I just think all of us were created so uniquely um with so many different gifts talents quirks like likes dislikes um that really make us who we are like they literally are and the older that we get or the wiser we get the more whatever we're able to step more fully into who we are and like who the Lord created us to be And I think a lot of times the world really does more than everyone thinks. Um, And even in our mindsets, like I've had to retrain my mind a lot about what I think of other people or other situations, Um, but really want to like put you in this mold of what you should do, what you should look like. Um, And that is actually like outside of scripture um, and is outside of like what who Christ is and so anyway the whole point of me saying that is I think in this I was really able to like learn and step into um who Josh and I were like we really were able to create an experience that was very much unique to us and was able to like expound upon and like honor the things that were really important to us for our wedding and that made it so special and the thing is that there are other people whose things have looked completely different and who the important things were like very different and they really loved their wedding, but it was completely different from ours. And so I think being, it just helped me more to like step into like the beauty of who the differences that the Lord has placed in each of us and to be okay with being different um, just because like people think or say like this is how it was for me or this is what I think you should do or this was the best thing for me it may not always be the best for you and so learning that balance of like being able to take advice from other people and weigh it against the Holy Spirit like weigh it against who you are and what where the Lord brings you and being able to say like stand in your own self of like actually like I appreciate this but like this is this is the decision I'm making. Like, this is what I'm excited about. This is what's right for us. 
Um, and so it's a little bit, I think the biggest lessons there were a little mix of, of continuance of learning boundaries. Um, but also like really being okay with like looking different than everyone else, which isn't comfortable because it, the, it is comfortable to look and act and interact the same as others because there's no conflict there. Yes. And so being able to be okay in conflict and okay in yourself, I was not able to be okay in conflict until I learned like who I was and being like loving me and the gifts and the differences that God has given me. And so learning to love those differences and like those quirks are like really what set you up for everything else. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being just so open and honest over this um, time. I really appreciate it. If if people want to follow you and Josh, where should they go? Uh, they should go at Sydney Michelle Benson on every platform, and then just look up Josh Benson. He's got different different ads on there. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. This is so fun, and I'm excited for the rest of them to come. All right. Appreciate it, Sydney. I can't wait. I, I think we, we could have a whole nother episode on the business decision, which I think we should, you know, and even just some of the, the ways that you've overcome that trauma, because some of those stories that you shared with me in the past are just like, oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like they need to be a lifetime movie um, on, on like several occasions. So, so anyways, we'll get, we'll get all back into that in another season, but uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks, John. Well, hey, I hope that was encouraging for you. I really think that that, that that some of those things that she said about establishing your identity and knowing where you stand on certain things um, is, is really important. And uh, as an Enneagram 3 myself, like we talked about, um, her, um, her bucking the trend, her refusing to be a people pleaser in one of the hardest times in her life is an encouragement to me. I hope it's an encouragement to you as well. If you like this episode, please go ahead and share it, like it, um, subscribe. Would love to have you spread the word. And if there's anyone else you think that we should have on the podcast drop us a line at guest at that was stupid dot show would love to field your uh your suggestions and if you have any questions all right we will see you back here next week for another episode of that was stupid